Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hey listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Oteil Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Faux, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more.
Hey everyone, this is uh, episode 56 and the band that you heard at the top was um, Feel Free. Um, check them out on the web at feelfree703.com and um, go see them live if you can. Hey everyone, <laughs> this is um, episode 56 of the Helping Friendly Podcast Part 2 and we're going to go into set 2 of 11.998 from Chicago with the Vic. Um, Steve, thanks for uh, for joining us. Thanks for having me guys. Um, this is going to be a good a good set. Um, maybe we'll just hop right into the music, um, Brad. Unless, did you have anything to to frame it up? No, thanks for tuning in this week, and hopefully you enjoyed last week. And this week's going to be better. <laughs> nice, I like that. All right, Brad has the Brad has the last word. So we're going to go right into set two, and then we're going to um, chat about it in a minute. Back to the gym. 
all of us laugh Cause we're all in this together And we love to take the bath
What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
Thank you. Let me just, um, after the three days, thank you for having us. And say what a good time we had here and uh, it's just been a great three days. We thank, thank you very much. <laughs> what song is it you want to hear? Bye. Uh -huh.
back uh this is the vic on episode 56 of the helping friendly podcast so we are re talking about set two uh 11 starts off with a bathtub gin man who stepped in yesterday into a vino malkanu into man who stepped in yesterday into momadance into slave into yem encore is frankenstein and Freebird, and you know, right off the bat, bathtub gin kicks kicks it right into high gear. It starts off strong. It goes into a nice, uh, nice melody um, list off, and then Trey really starts ramping it up. Um, and him and Paige are playing off each other, and. It starts really. This is this is a good running song, to be honest. It it really starts kicking into high gear. Um, it's about twenty four minutes long, um, and it's worth every penny of it. I think you guys, Brad, you mentioned in your notes that they keep the type one type one jam going for quite some time, right? Yeah, I I know the familiar daddy call. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, just leave them there. Just leave those there. It's all good. Go paint. Um, Brad, Brad, what's more important, this bathtub gin or your daughters? Come on. (laughs) But they're having a wonderful time. They're going to start painting. Just a beautiful piece of music. It wasn't a scorcher or anything. It was just, um, it's it's kind of, there's kind of this riff, I think, that in my notes I put, like, it maybe starts around the eight-minute mark. And it kind of really, it carries the jam, and it's pretty close to, you know, just the gin music. It's pretty type one. Um, But there's this, there's this initial peak, this initial build that you start to see coming. Um, and, and they get there uh, maybe by 14 minutes or so, and it ends, and it's not huge. It's not like this, like, scorcher, like I said. Um, and you're thinking, okay, like, 14-minute gin is pretty good. Um, but they break it down, and it gets kind of funky, and there's some Mike, Mike's fight bell, and I can, I can just um, almost remember them kind of bantering back and forth, like, oh, let's, let's keep taking this. You know what I mean? Let's take this somewhere. And uh, as for me, I was waiting for the next build, the next peak to come. But it wasn't really there. It was just kind of like this, and I mentioned it earlier in the, in the first part of this episode, it's just this familiar, like, beautiful 98 jamming from Trey that I thought really um, carried the song, maybe even ambient, you know, kind of quiet. At least towards the end, it gets kind of quiet and ambient. Um, it's, uh, it's, to me, a, a very no- noteworthy jam, and um, I love gin generally anyway a couple of great gins from the from 98 and this one was man the endurance of it is is just really impressive they just they keep it going for so long sorry the, the i just want to clarify the gin i was talking about is 729 it's from missouri and so 729 98 i'm sure you guys know that one another riverport. just yeah riverport just fucking amazing anyway so <laughs> they were on they were on bathtub gin this this summer and fall um steve what what was the um what was the scene like in the in the venue for this during this jam do people know what was what was going down i'm sure i mean you know the like uh brad was saying the place was packed 
I mean, I don't remember. I was I was a little bit further back this night. I was maybe like eight rows back, um, kind of Trey Page area. And let's put it this way: I knew what was going on. And, you know, Jin was, you know what you're getting with Jin, especially back then. Ghost comes on, Jin comes on, you know what you're doing for the next, you know, 16 to 20 minutes of your life. So, um, but then, you know, they break out of it and they go into the man who stepped into yesterday, which, you know, I have seen several times, which is kind of odd how many times I've seen it. Um, and lots of people, you know, they don't play it that much anymore, but... Um, listening back to it, I don't go and listen to um, Man of Stepton Yesterday very often, but it is really a peaceful um, little melody. And then the rockin' um, Jewish uh, hymn, you know, it's a church song that I don't know a lot about, and most people that I ask don't really know what it is, but it it rocks. Um, and then it goes back, obviously, into the Man of Stepton Yesterday. So that's always a treat. And that's number two of the songs that I requested in my card. I said, would you please play The Man Who Stepped In Yesterday? Nice. Yes. Another is, story, uh, finally. This is um, this is an epic card. I wish we made a photocopy of it. I'm, I'm going to look through my pictures. I found the pictures from the book signing. Um, they were in my yes. wife's stuff. I, don't, I can't imagine I wouldn't have taken a picture, but this is right. before right. the days of cameras on your phones. Taking every, a picture of every fucking thing. Um, so the, you know, the, to me, this, the, the man who stepped in yesterday was really a nice, a nice cool down after the gym. But as I mentioned, I think that quiet, like somewhat ambient, like segue that went back into the gym and ended it was kind of, it was kind of quiet anyway. So it was kind of, it wasn't like we needed a huge cool down. Um, but also, as I mentioned, it was really crowded and it was really hot. And, um, I thought, uh, it just kind of made the it, like you you said peaceful. I like that word. It just kind of helped us all be a little peaceful, you know. Yeah, and then they like wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I, I you can hear that listening back to it, but then they go into Momba Dance, which is just such like an odd placement um, yeah. <laughs> there. Maybe now even more odd now that we're used to it being like definitely the second or third song, right? At whatever show, right? It's just I don't know, but that probably liven liven the crowd back up, right? Ninety-seven, uh, ninety-eight, funk, funk dance party time. No doubt about it. Um, and it, it took you back, kind of the first set free. Not you know maybe not as funky, but um, this this was the days of the twelve-minute moments instead of the five-minute moments. And uh, there's just some, you know, the screaming by Fishman at the end, all that stuff. It's just so fun and just so fun to dance to. Um, and everybody you know everybody i remember i was around was just like having a great time at this point um and it's to me that's kind of the reason you go see them just because you want to get that want to get that energy out want to um have a great time you know dance party usa style it's like second set and then they go and then into that slave which again like is um pretty amazing and and like really feels like so patient mm -hmm. It feels so patient and slow when they get into the, the jam. It feels like it's just like everyone's like just floating, floating around. The divided sky in the first set, and then the slave and the YEM, the YEM, sorry, in the um, second set. I mean, there's are like you know epic uh, tray songs 
all completely different, but really makes for a special show when you all hear, when you hear all three of them. I think in the same show, you know, Slave, you know, MoMA again, fantastic. You go back to it; it's a lot of fun. Slave is uh, a, you know, that's a that's a top five, top seven song, you know, for me. So it means a lot, and it was very powerful and very purposeful. Um, it's the way I feel about Wingsuit today when they play it. You know, there's a lot of purpose and a lot of power with it, and that's the way I feel about Slave. And, you know, this one, I, I like it when it just gets there naturally, and there's no, there's not a hiccup in their communication on stage, and it just comes out, and it's real powerful. And then you go into Yem, and, you know, it's a great, Yem is a great way to, to close off a set, um, you know, centerpiece song staple song um a lot of familiarity in this third set um a lot of history in it so um you know my i'm not a not a big mouth jam fan because gina hates it too and uh but uh, i do like the mouth jam and sally but i don't like it as much in yem for whatever reason well, the even before they get into the vocal jam, they do the when when Paige is like breaking down on the keys, and then Trey starts playing the the composed part again over the over Paige's like rocking out, um, which I didn't, yeah. you know, which is I think like, it makes a really unique kind of yeah. you know, enjoy myself, and it's it's definitely um, noteworthy. Highly recommended. <laughs> I don't know. It's both to me. It's really good, um, and it's uh, it's it's different, but yet it's still that familiar, just kind of jamming and rocking. And then you're right. I I think RJ on the same page with you and you and Gina Vic. It's like the vocal jam of YM is kind of yeah. I'm sorry, it's kind of you know. All right, it's there. It's part of the song, so we'll take it. That's about it, though. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, great. I mean, fantastic fantastic third set which started at 9:59 and ended at 11:15. Mhm. Nice. And we're going to post the pictures to your um <clears throat> to the um notebook and I'm going to try to do it as like the picture of the that you get on the podcast when it comes up if I can figure out how to do that. Um so Steve Steve let me ask you a question uh, because uh, and Brad, obviously, I want your input too, but I'm just saying Steve because he's the guest. But do you think Steve is there a case to be made for Bathtub Jin being like one of the one of the top um, jam vehicles? Of course, it's absolutely in that you know top. As far as for me, it's in a top ten slot. Top ten, but could it be like top two or three? Um. Could it be? Of course it can. Any any <laughs> one of those songs can be in the top two or three. You know, twee, uh, Tweezer obviously is number one and will never not be number one. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, there's, a, there's a sticker that says it, so that means it's fact. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm not going to, um, I would never, I would never disagree with that. But, sure. you know, I mean, you put any, in, insert any other song, Bowie, Gin, uh, Disease, uh, I mean, back some of these and ghosts and bags and I mean back then bags, uh, you know anything can go into it. But that's up gin for me. Again, it's one of those songs like back in the day you heard it. You know you're getting you're getting your eighteen to twenty four minutes worth of just type two. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I would take. I'd, I would put it up there. I'd put it at number two. I think, Brad. I don't know. Yeah. What's number one? Tweezer. Tweezer. I mean, Tweezer. There's no like. I don't think there can possibly be yeah. any. I agree. Any count. In Matt, uh, Matt Burnham's um, Tweezer Hall of Fame, like top ten jams. I had like five tweezers on there. So, <laughs> yeah. even, though, even though the other day I, I only put two. <laughs> I tried to, two. I tried to be sparing, and I put two, and I tried to spread it out over 2.0, 3.0, um, as well, just to get some variety in nice. it. But, um, nice. Well, this is. Um, I mean, this. So if this is one of the best, one of the best gins for sure, and and one of the, you know, one of the they had so many good ones in '98 and '97, like we were saying, but. This was a just really great, and like you said, every every minute's worth of the twenty four minutes. Um, if you so wait, what else? What, what were the other things you guys were talking about? Like what, RJ? What's number three on your list, maybe? I don't know, man. I don't think it, I can't even. I can't even. Just have two. It's a two. It's a there's two. Only two. There's only two. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like that. Like Steve mentioned, down with disease, which is a great, you know, right. a great contender. I don't like love down with disease, but you know, they always play when I'm there, and that's cool. <laughs> we can take you places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can obviously. Yeah. you know, like the AC, the ACDC bags from 1.0 for sure. Um, some of them, but really just in that like three year period, right? So yeah, like 97, yeah. 99. Yeah, I mean those and those and that 97 Hampton show has one of the best best ones in there. It's a, that's that second set first night of 97 Hampton, which is another four set uh, four song set. And the second is fantastic, and you know there's a ghost a bag in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd put ghost up there. You know, I mean, yeah. right now, if you're talking about current day, current day, you know, chalk dust is up there. Light will get up there. Um, yeah. Karini will get up there. Nice. You know, back. But gin. Sand. Yeah, sand. There's, there's some sand sands come out uh, there, man. There's so many. There's um. Yeah, I think I mean I think Chalk Dust is my favorite song of 3.0 just because there are like six or seven that I know of off the top of my head that are just amazing, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, you're right. It's interesting how that stuff changes. Um and, but Bathtub Gin was one of the first kind of vehicles in their 93-94 range, right? And like there's that one from 93 Murat and they're yeah. Might be one of the first besides Tweezer that they really like kind of pushed out there. Just kind of interesting to think about. Gonna, I'm never get, you're never going to hear anybody say I didn't want bathtub gin to start playing. <laughs> right, that's a really good never. point. It's true. Well, I'm glad that we had this conversation, but you know, there's only there can only be one tweezer, so that's just that's how it is. Um, so Steve, what what were your, your big takeaways at the um at the end of this show, either then or now or both? So um, to conclude the story, they play slave. Yes. So that's the third song on a card that I gave the band that I can tell you because here's what happened. When we were waiting outside of Borders, they said to everybody, the band's not going to be signing until such and such a time, um, but you can wait inside. And they let everybody sit inside on the outside of the upstairs of the Borders. And I was I ended up moving from like 50th in line to like 12th because people didn't want to wait. And what they did before, they only let a certain number of people in. And then before the band came, they said, if you have anything to give the band, give it to us now. Because you're not allowed to give anything at the table. I was one of the last people to be collected from. So they only had like four things. Somebody gave them a Jerry doll. Somebody gave them a poster. Somebody gave them like a patchwork something in my card. So it was the, the sky with the traffic light asking for the man who stepped in yesterday. 
those three songs were played. I'll go to my grave saying that they played them because they read the card, but, you know, it could be a coincidence. No, I don't think so, man. It's really awesome. I'm really happy to hear that. I've never heard that story before, and I've we've talked about Fish a fair amount. So that's I, awesome. I told it to Shapiro. He was like, I doubt that that made it back. He's like, but that's a great story. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, and it probably, you know, who the heck knows, but... Um, you know, for only getting four things from the crowd, I'm sure they took a look at it. Yeah. And, um, you know, because I just like to, they're very, you know, I, I just like to believe that they're in tune with everything going on, which I'm sure they are a lot of. But um, but anyway, the best, the coolest thing about this is they go into the encore and um, they had just started playing Freebird earlier that year. So I think they played it three times earlier that year. Mm-hmm. And um, they play Frankenstein. Uh, right, it was Frankenstein. I'm not getting that wrong, am I? They did play Frankenstein. Yeah, right? Frankenstein, and they come up and they 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 get the mic over on Paige's side, and they address he Trey addresses the crowd and thanks everybody. They had such a great time and love and unicorns and stuff. And um, then he says, t- Paige tunes it, tunes the little thing, mm-hmm. and then they get ready, and then Trey leans in, and he's like. So what do you want to hear? And if you listen to it on the tape, it doesn't translate as good on the YouTube video, but you listen on the tape, and it is just free bird. The entire arena <laughs> screamed it at the same time, and you knew that they were – I screamed it at the same time. It was like that. So what I'm saying is the energy and the power of a show like that, you know, it, you know everything was good. Like I said, it was all gravy in 98 and 97. And this was just another one of those great nights. And, and uh, Freebird is such a cool song that they do, um, what they do with it. But um, very cool. Very cool weekend. Nice, man. That's a really awesome, that's an awesome recollection. Um, and yeah, so this was the last the last night of the three-night And obviously they were having fun if they were just, you know, it's a nice encore to get at the end of a run. Um, what, about, what about going back now this time and, and reading it? What was the... Um, what was the what was your takeaway sort of revisiting it um you know i mean i i listened to the live fish release uh, i got bag and ghost on my phone so i hear that a fair amount um it was i remember there being some rarities um i i didn't remember the gin um being as good as it was uh to be honest i i i remembered Actually, to remember, to be honest, I don't remember a ton. I just remembered that the whole event, you know, I'm very in the moment. And I don't remember everything that happens after, but I know I walked out of that place having a, a shitty and grin on my face. <laughs> and um, I, I just, that story and everything that happened to it, it was just kind of very mind-blowing uh, event to me. And I got to meet the band, and I got my book signed, and... Um, you know, I was front row two of the three nights. I got the poster, and it was just very blessed. Nice, man. That's awesome. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing that um, that memory with us. Thanks, guys. Love you. I love you, man. This is really fun, um, and we'll have you back soon, obviously. Um, so Brad um, had to become a, a parent again after this <laughs> brief interlude of being a uh, podcaster that we all do like once once one hour a week and <laughs> now we all have to go back to being parents um so for brad um 
yeah thanks again steve and um follow steve on twitter at the vic and um check us out online at hfpod.com and send us a message a tweet let us know um how you like it what, what you like to hear what we can do better differently um and thank you as always for listening Keep thanks a lot thanks steve And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.